Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece, give it our super scientific rating, um, and just chit-chat and be friends. So, uh, Julie, before we get started, recommendations. Uh, Dairy Girls Season 3. Um, I think I brought up the fact that it had been released. Mm-hmm. But now that I am watching it, it is so good like this season is so so good so clever um i don't want to reveal anything that it's not like one of those like twist shows but there's just a lot of great smart things happening and i'm like yep uh-huh okay <laughs> have you gotten to the end yet no okay it's a it's a small season though i think yeah. it's their last season too so i'm like drawing it out more than necessary considering the length of the episodes yeah well, I, um, I, I want to give like a content warning, but it's like a kind of a spoiler, but not, but like, I don't know. There's just one episode that I was not prepared for and it did not, where I am currently at sit well at all. And, and it comes out of like fucking nowhere. Um, it was great. I finished the season, but I was just like, whoo. But it was one of those things that, like, it was great because it was unexpected and out of nowhere. So, yeah. Let's just say, like, don't watch the last, like, four episodes if you have had a rough year. That's all. (laughs) That's as vague as I can make it. But it's very, very good. I, um, my recommend. So, Julie, uh, are you still there? (laughs) I was muted. Um, oh, because I was—I didn't realize I was muted. Okay, we have to have a conversation about <laughs> this because we have to have a tangent about Love Is Blind. Okay, because there's a lot about. I mean, is anyone still together from the season two cast? Yes. Okay. Um, because that I—I've been reading a few articles because like so many of the season two cast like spectacularly broke up. Yes. Um. And so I'm just, I, it actually kind of like, maybe like, do I even want to watch the <laughs> the third well, season? Yeah. Um, they do have, I will say one of the reasons I'm watching the third season is because they had a plus size woman on the third season. Mm, okay. Which like, we know our society like could go horribly mm-hmm. wrong, but also if they say love is blind, they need to have different types of people in, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. And, um, and so there's like that part of it. And then I, it's fascinating to me from like a psychological, maybe this is like the reason people shouldn't watch it, but they don't sleep. Like, so, um, I had a, they, I've read an article about someone who was in it that they said that they're up 24 hours a day and they're just pumped oh with God. alcohol or 20, 20 hours a day, sorry. And they have four hours of sleep and they're like literally, and they are just in the pods and pumped with alcohol the rest of the time. So psychologically, there's like something about that that binds people, but also the relationships that are created under that. Right. 99% of them are not going to be solid because your brain is not there. But they also sort of like um, Nick and Vanessa, like they really present it like this is like a sociology experiment and we're doing really good work here. 
uh obviously mm-hmm. they don't tell us that they're like keeping people up without sleeping and pumping them full of alcohol yeah so that like that to me is like a plot twist on the whole thing <laughs> yeah it um yeah I don't know it's just fascinating like I don't know whether I love it or hate it you know what I mean like I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. watching it like I would watch like Unsolved Mysteries or I'm watching it like I'd watch a romantic movie um I love how you were like, I don't know if I'm watching it like I watch a romantic movie or unsolved mysteries. Like those <laughs> yeah. were two examples. <laughs> because you're like, how? <laughs> how? Like, because, yeah, it's just what, and, and I, part of me would be like, I'd love to go on it. But I also know my heart would drop out of my butt the moment they do the, like the, the, if if I was lucky enough to get engaged, like if the moment that they reveal each other and they see each other for the first time, you can see the looks on each other's faces and mm-hmm. the like, and they keep, they have about a 30 second lead into like a minute of like both sides where it's like, I bet they record that for a good like 25 minutes because they do like the hands being nervous the feet being nervous the mouth being nervous the like and so film wise you know that they're like okay you're about to meet the person that you think you're in love with you also haven't had sleep in two weeks Mm -hmm. you're probably like either hung over on a sugar high and they're like and you have to sit here for 20 minutes while we film random parts of you shaking oh gosh Uh, yeah yeah my heart would fall and then the whole time you're like what if he looks at me and doesn't like it and I can tell in an because you can tell when yeah. they're like oh yes or sometimes they're like oh hello you <laughs> <laughs> and I dropped everything I own <laughs> the hello you yes. yeah that yeah um so that's Yeah, so that's why I like to watch it. But is it good that I like to watch it? I do not know. Mm -hmm. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to the D-Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Don't know if I like to watch it. Because <laughs> you messaged me that. Julie, oh, yeah. what movie are we talking about today? We're talking about Rosalind. Uh-huh. Um, which for I'm I'm opening up the goo because I had already had the thing pulled up. So Rosalind is a comedic retelling of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. told from the point of view of Romeo's jilted ex, Rosalind. We'll get into that in the podcast. Um, the woman Romeo first claims to love before he falls for Juliet. Mm. So this was your pick. Yeah. Why yeah. was it your pick? Um, so let me take you on this journey. Oh, I'm ready. I saw a picture. Okay. Like advertising it. And when I first saw, I was like, <laughs> I was like, put the push up the nose, snobby Julie, in effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that is not what happens to Rosalind. Like, the, do they honestly think people are going to watch this? Um, but then... <laughs> I was flipping through Hulu and I was like, oh, 
wait a minute, Caitlin Dever is in this movie. I'm willing to give it a chance. Like that was the transition, immediate transition. <laughs> Isn't it so funny that like how much we, you know, we're both actors. We know how little actors actually have on what a final product is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be like, oh, so-and-so's in it. I'm a hundred percent in. I don't need to know anything about it. But here, here's the thing that, and this is something that like, it, this movie got me thinking about mm-hmm. like, the the lines that I just like arbitrarily draw for my snobbery, mm-hmm. um, because if this were if this were a modern day adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, and they presented that storyline, I'd be like, oh, that's really clever, very fun, yeah. But I think because it was them in period attire, mm-hmm. I suddenly was like, this is inaccurate. How dare watch this film? I. So where my snobbery came into place was when we start, when I started to watch it, I just finished watching Anne Juliet, the show, the Broadway Mm. show, and I'm obsessed with it. It's phenomenal. And it's like, what if Juliet didn't kill herself? So as, and like, it's all modern music by modern, I mean, millennial 20 years ago music. And so whenever like all by myself is playing on the violin and all of that, I was like, Anne Juliet did it better. But then, I don't know, this movie started to, like, make me fall in love with it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was not, I wasn't ready to fall in love, Julie. Like, it happened when I least expected it. I know, I know. it's, It's like a slow burn. Yeah. Because you're like... Oh, Minnie Drivers, the nurse. Oh, yeah. It's nice to see her. Wait, Bradley Whitford's her father? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, they've gotten some big names for this. Yeah. It's a, it's a slow burn. And I, I, I have come on the other side of like, no, I love this movie. And, and all the things that sort of in other movies get me riled up Mm -hmm. when it's either lazy choices or like, they're not paying attention like it's unintentional like the anachronisms in this movie are very like forward mm-hmm. they're not they're like no this is intentional mm-hmm. um and it gave them to the space to really play with the characters and bring in characters that we don't typically see in Shakespeare mm-hmm. well and also like I th- I th- People have listened to our podcast. They know how we feel about pop culture period pieces, right? And this movie, what it made me do is like halfway through, whenever they're doing, there's this like steamy, she cuts her hand and he rips off a part of his. Oh yeah, he's also very hot. I know, like (laughs) that also helped. I was like, this is the most attractive man I've ever seen. Um, And he like rips off a part of his shirt to like bandage it for her. But I literally thought to myself, I was like, you know what? We're never going to get historical accuracy right. So, like, why not just fucking play with it? And I was like, who am I? (laughs) What does this movie do? Yeah, this movie made me like, yeah. (laughs) And here's here's the other thing that they leaned into that I really appreciated. Because I don't know about you, but I've never considered Romeo and Juliet to be a romance. Oh, no. It was like tragedy, tragedy, right? Yeah. Like, even as a teenager. Yeah. I was like, these dumb fucks. Yeah. They met one night and decided to get married because they were so in love with the idea. Like, they deserve to die. I think I had a lot of unresolved issues as a teenager now that I say that sentence. 
<laughs> um, but they leaned into the fact that like these two are really stupid. Like they're not yeah. making the best choice, and it's not going to work out for them. But at least in this respect, like they're not going to die. Um, yeah. You know when they went off in the boat at the end. It's always like halfway through the podcast that I remember I can talk about the end of the movie. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and they just like were very much realizing they have nothing in common. I love. She's like, well, eight more hours. <laughs> and she's like, until the rest of our lives. Our lives. I, there's so much representation on in media today for people who don't like pizza. <laughs> I'm very happy about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh Romeo does not in case you were wondering um because like the because I've also been watching Abbott Elementary and that's a big part of one of mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. journeys and I was like oh my god <laughs> representation matters <laughs> uh but for us non-pizza lovers because we get yelled at a lot um yeah I I also like I, yeah I just felt and I have never had a bigger chuckle in the past probably month or so than I had when like she kisses him and like quote unquote like takes in the poison and dies yes and they <laughs> the one dad goes like what the fuck was that or like what the hell is that was so funny to me and then they all just slowly leave yeah <laughs> yeah I um oh go ahead uh well the other thing I was gonna say is um you know going back to what i was saying of like that's not how it happened <laughs> yeah um we also only ever get romeo's side yeah in the play mm-hmm. so like why should <laughs> now that i've been in plenty of relationships and had friends in relationships why should we believe this guy yeah that's like oh she broke my heart i'm so sad someone coddle me mm-hmm. like now i know that's the red flag that the guy fucked her over yeah and wants everyone to to be on his side. Yeah. Uh, I um, first off, want Minnie Driver's career. <laughs> he plays like in the most fun movies. Like she, like Ellen Chanted, Phantom of the Opera. She got to play Carlotta. Like this, and and so I want her career. I thought she did amazing. The one joke that like did make me mad because of Gen Z watches this and then reads Romeo and Juliet which I hope this is people's introduction to Shakespeare they may be mildly disappointed that that is not the way Paris talks um (laughs) and all of that but that they kept making registered nurse jokes yeah and I was like but that's yeah her name is nurse in the and like I did like like I thought your name was nurse no it's Janet solid joke but that's not what a nurse meant or what kind yeah. of she was. So I was like, that feels like it's just misinforming for the sake of misinforming. And the rest of it felt like a fun take. Mm-hmm. That's that's my snobbery talking again. You're welcome. It was gone. No, but, <laughs> no that's, that's totally a fair assessment. Yeah. I did also, I do love these like modern adaptations of old shows where they're trying on ridiculous fashion. Like Paris trying on all the different weird hats mm-hmm. was, as they were just talking, was a scene, it just brilliant. And the, so, I mean, obviously we have Bradford, Bradley Whitford, mm-hmm. but then the other dad was Christopher McDonald. Like it mm-hmm. was, I was like, how did they get, 
I, I'm just fascinated by the whole thing. Like, this is surprisingly not one that I looked at the trivia on, but I wish I had. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I do know is that the movie's actually been in development since, like, 2010. Wow. And it, it sort of, like, went through various people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, at one point, like, Deborah Ann Wall was considered. Oh, um and then like at another point like lily collins amelia clark like it, it it's like you can go through like who was the hot girls of that age it was like through this the years this as this movie was developed yeah um and i i do think that like we're we're in in my opinion a little bit of like a golden era in terms of like the streaming movies mm-hmm. um i think covid sort of force them to rethink like what is a streaming movie and what is a theatrical release Mm -hmm. now they just have to like catch up and get actors the correct pay Pay. (laughs) and the compensation for every time it streams Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's hard because like netflix is every streaming service is now upping their prices and the reason like the great the great migration from everyone having cable to everyone going to like having i don't know anyone with cable um yeah, my parents my pa- well besides everyone's parents my dad's um, holding out because of the weather channel because he watches the weather channel is it do they all watch the weather channel and it's not even like <laughs> it's not even like i watch the weather channel to get the weather oh no it's like and watch the weather channel like there's all the like weather shows that like play in the corner yeah yeah they they pay hundreds of dollars a month so he can watch the weather channel i'm gonna get a call from my mom she's gonna be like someone told me that you were talking about your family poorly on your podcast no just your choice in cable (laughs) but but the great migration to all of us going to streaming and now they're making like if you have all the streaming services you're paying Mm-hmm. over a hundred dollars and then if they raise all those prices yeah you know and so i feel like we're gonna slowly go back like i feel like it's just gonna keep being an ebb and flow i'm also yeah. not an economist but i have a feeling um i also <laughs> loved at the end when she was like do you think we'll be remembered in this story and his response was i couldn't care less Ah. Because I feel like there is, and I've been, I've been really trying to like change this mindset that like, not everything I post, not everything I do, I have to post and not everything I post has to be perfect Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it doesn't fucking matter what my story is after I leave this earth. It just matters what I do right now for me Mm. and not in a like. No, no, let me just murder and steal and lie. But just <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. But in a, it doesn't, like, why am I creating this scrapbook of prosperity for, pos- you know, for posterity that like doesn't matter. And so for our generation and Gen Z and like everyone who's like so focused on our legacy, like the Hamilton legacy, you know, um, to hear a character be like, I couldn't care less. Yeah. Was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. 
it's so it's so interesting how much it's like if you're not posting about it it doesn't exist like yeah the, it's just like the number like we <laughs> didn't have coffee today we're out of creamer um we we sort of made a conscious choice that we were like we want to we want to focus mm-hmm. on more on camera stuff mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to book a ton mm-hmm. um but it does mean that we have to focus our energies and you know our time to that um because i i love theater but it is incredibly time consuming yeah so we made that conscious choice so I haven't been doing nearly as much theater mm-hmm. um, as I as I had the the last time I was in Orlando before we took our break, and the number of people that think that I have just given up acting, yeah, because I'm not posting constantly about my shows, and I don't mean that in the sense that like I'm the lead in every show. Like sometimes I was taking roles just to have something in my in that time slot yeah because if i wasn't in a show then people would think i wasn't an actor and that's certainly what's happening but like now i'm at a point of confidence where i'm like god do you really just get all of your news from social media (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's hard like the back and forth of because i'm doing that and we've been talking about like where I'm I'm saying no to more projects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm saying no to a lot more projects than I'm saying yes to which is weird because for so long you're told to say yes to everything right and you have to stay relevant you have, have to, to stay, stay relevant. relevant and also like saying yes to everything at the beginning of your career gets you to a point where you don't have to audition as much and like people are like hey can you do x y and z can you, you know and and you, you only have so many fucks in a day, or as the kids say, spoons. Um, and like really going like, if I take this thing, that means I can't spend that time focusing on blank. Right. And that, that need of like, I need the headspace to be able to focus my energies mm-hmm. is a big thing for me. And like, we did a show we did a show together so we it was great we got it was a two-hander we got to do rehearsal together and all of that um and you and your partner yeah mike um and just i'm glad i did the show it was a really great opportunity but i felt like afterwards when i wasn't rehearsing every night Mm -hmm. i was so relieved to have that time back yeah because I think that there is also a lot of theater where it's like call everyone every rehearsal because it's a like community mm-hmm. building and bonding and like that's what theater actors do. We go to a rehearsal and sit for five hours and maybe we're used for an hour. And I'm like, wait, that's just like inefficient time. Yeah. I have been thinking about my vacation for next year and how I want to come to Fringe. And I had to have a big Orlando Fringe. And I was like, ooh, I could put a show in the lottery and I could write the show and I could do the show. Maybe I could do a show with my friends. Like I went through this whole thing because it was like, oh, it doesn't, me attending Fringe doesn't matter unless I'm doing a show. And I was like, Mm. or you could just go down for a week and hang out with your friends and see their shows 
and you are still valid and you're still a theater performer, but you are not, why are you putting that stress on yourself? Yeah. Why are you doing that? And it's because I was like, because I seek validation was like the answer, um, for me. And, um, so yeah, so I'm going to plan to just come down and hang out. And it's gonna be- I have to wait until May to see you again. No, I'm going to try this. Uh, this is we'll, we'll talk about off the podcast. So, <laughs> no, let them hear this. <laughs> um, so Julie, <laughs> one out of 10 points of hats <laughs> worn by Paris. What do you give this movie? Listen, oh, no. I'm going hard. <gasps> Mm. I'm gonna give it a nine I thought it was a delight and I would watch it again and I feel like I found like a secret thing for when like people want to watch something and I'm like hey wait have you seen Rosalind give me a chance here trust me I'm gonna go a nine as well because I texted three people and I said have you seen this movie yet yeah yeah this this movie is a sleeper it changed our hearts listen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Julie, what do you have to look forward to? Um, I'm going to, there's a, up the street from me, there's a festival park, which as I say, I have just realized it's named that because that's where a bunch of festivals are. (laughs) I, the logo confused me and I was like, why do they call it festival park? Anyway. You got there eventually. The central Florida veg fest is today. (gasps) And I actually don't know if it's like vegetables for vegetarians for vegans um but it's free to go yeah so i'm gonna go pick up a zucchini i bet the zucchinis are awesome right it's now. seven it's presented by okay i'm googling 17th annual it's one of the largest oh and longest running vegan festivals in the world so maybe it's a veg fest oh cool it sounds like they have some branding to work through because you seem a little confused. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'm confused a lot right now, to be quite honest. Oh, I just take up to the middle of that. Um, but it's like there's like speakers and food preparation demonstrations. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So I'm and I'm hoping that it includes like, I mean, obviously there'll be food, mm-hmm. but like maybe like some some seeds. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I am hosting a pumpkin carving party tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Uh, Because my yard is um, a perfect place to carve pumpkins. Take that as however you want. Um, So it's going to be from three to nine uh, because I'm 35 years old. And (laughs) we're going to, people can just stop by if they want to play a board game inside. They can. I have some friends bringing their dogs. So Dapper's also having a party. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. Speaking of really nice, um, what would be nice for us <laughs> is if you could like, review, subscribe. Uh, it helps us know what you like, what you don't like, listeners, um, and just how we can make this podcast better for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We are having a wonderful fall, and I hope you are too. And I hope this episode makes you realize that sometimes snobbery, although fun, just closes some doors. Because I don't think, if we didn't have this podcast, I don't think either of us would have watched this movie. Yep. And we fell in love. (laughs) So thank you for listening. Uh, Bye. Bye.
The Pop Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.